Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome to the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to be talking about having a mortgage in retirement. Do you have a mortgage? Do you have a plan to have a mortgage in retirement? I, I do not. I you don't did. want to have a mortgage. I want to be as cash flow free as I can be. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. I don't yeah. want to have a mortgage in retirement. However, 38% of retirees today have mortgages in retirement. It, to be fair, Wall Street Journal says mortgage or HELOC, yep. home equity line credit. Mm-hmm. But let's just go with mortgage. Because yep. a HELOC is a tool, right? I, I can totally endorse that. Mm-hmm. I use mine all the time right. as a tool. Um, but uh, we don't want to have a mortgage in retirement, and we'll, we're going to cover why. Okay. So the Wall Street Journal is making a case that since interest rates are up on, in the bond market, mm-hmm. okay, so for instance, like the two-year treasury is paying like 3.6, which is remarkable. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe last year or two years ago, you have a mortgage that is 3%. Mm-hmm. So if you can make three and a half on a guaranteed treasury, uh, that's better than having a 3%. That's better than, uh, I mean, that's a higher rate of income than right. the interest expense of the mortgage, right? Right. So let's do it. <laughs> Right. That, that's it. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that way. There's a lot of advisors that advise that way because on paper, it does make sense, right? In fact, mm-hmm. in the article, there is a gentleman advisor named Mr. Roth. His real name is Roth. What? Yeah. He stole your name? I was like, wait, I, I don't remember getting quoted for the Wall Street yeah. Journal article on mortgages and retirement. By the way, I am open to getting quotes in the journal. Okay. If any reporter that out there. Yeah. For I would. I'd be willing to contribute. <laughs> but this guy, Mr. Roth, here's what he says, right? He says, if I can make 3.5 on a guaranteed treasury and have a 3% mortgage, you're making more. I'm like, well, hold on, Mr. Roth. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's more to it, okay? The math actually doesn't work. Yeah. Let me explain why, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the principal has to be paid back as well with each payment. Mm-hmm. We're not doing any interest-only crap. Okay, mm-hmm. so a thirty-year let's just use a hundred thousand. Okay, a thirty-year hundred thousand dollar principal and interest payment at three percent would be four twenty-one a month. Pretty cheap, right? Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah, um, which is like five thousand and fifty-two dollars. Well, if we have a three point five percent treasury on a hundred thousand, that's thirty-five hundred dollars worth of interest, which is taxable. Mm-hmm. as ordinary income, not capital gains, mm-hmm. not a qualified dividend, taxable interest. So the principal and interest payment of, let's just call it 5,000, is more than the interest on the 3,500, right? Mm-hmm. And the 3,500 is taxable, so it's gonna be, you know, let's just call it 3,000, rough math, mm-hmm. fuzzy math. So we have a deficit, okay, mm-hmm. of two grand. Right. All right, so how does that gonna help me? Right. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, you have to dig deeper, right, into the numbers, just like you did, because I'm, you know, people look at it so simplistically and say, I make three and a half, I only spend three, 
Makes more sense. In a vacuum. Yeah. If this is still the only thing, the, our only resource, our only debt, and our only portfolio, and our only expense, and whatever, you'd have to be selling off, you know, a couple thousand worth of the bond each year, mm -hmm. right, to make the payment for right. 30 straight years. <laughs> right. Right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So then the interest is less and less, reverse snowball, mm -hmm. and ultimately, you know, you would have been better off having no mortgage and no income and no right. tax and all that. But wait, I want my tax deduction. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, I just brought this up with a, a group this morning, actually. All right, so take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody thinks, well, I need, I need to have my mortgage, right? So it helps me with my tax. I pay too much in tax, I need a mortgage, right? Because I can write off all that interest. But it's just not the case anymore, right? First of all, the standard deduction has gone up and it makes it unattractive for most people to even consider itemizing. It just doesn't make sense, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But secondly, you're only saving a portion of that interest, right? If you're in the 24% tax bracket and you're paying $1,000 in interest, you're saving 240 bucks. What about the other 760 that you're still paying in interest for that tax deduction? It's gone. You know? It's gone. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're paying for a tax deduction and it's, it's not really benefiting you. Right. You're better off to just have no interest payment at all. Exactly. So I, I wrote in my notes, but what about taxes? Equals <laughs> stop. Don't even bring it up. Yeah. Right. I don't want to have to explain it because it just doesn't make any sense. I feel mm -hmm. like this is people, you know, 20 years ago brainwashed. Yeah. You know, so like I have to have a deduction. Yeah. It's like people who carry credit card debt because well, they got to build up the credit report. Oh, right. Gosh. They got to build up a good credit history. Who did we talk to recently? <laughs> Right. If yeah. you have two hundred and fifty thousand in the bank, mm -hmm. why are you carrying a ten thousand dollar credit balance? Yeah. Why? You, there's no good reason. Yeah, that's right. You're just wasting. You're just throwing money away. Yeah, because your your credit card expense is two thousand dollars a year in interest, yeah. and your bank interest is nothing. Right. By the way, if you have two hundred and some thousand in the bank, <laughs> and you're not making two percent on it, yeah. we should have a conversation. We should. Not a recommendation, right. but just a conversation. Yeah. Okay. What else? Second opinion. Right? If you're working with Mr. Roth, you know, maybe we should have a conversation as well. You should get a second opinion on what you're doing with your mortgage. And by the way, this conversation with a new mortgage is totally irrelevant because it, we're hearing that yeah. new mortgages are like 5.56%. Yeah, they're creeping up big time. Oh, let me say one more thing. Mm -hmm. Remember the old American funds thing that had like the Boons and the Clausens? This is a classic thing from like the last 20 years. Uh -huh. So there's two, it's like a case study with people that are two retired, two retired couples. One couple invested in like, you know, the fund of choice, right? That mm -hmm. made a great return over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. The other couple in 1985 purchased some, you know, a 30 year treasury that was at 10% because it's guaranteed 10%, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when that bond came due, Right, it, it, and it was a coupon of 10% and rates were at 2%, mm -hmm. right, for a 30 year. Mm -hmm. Right, they were upset because they just got their principal back, which was eroded by inflation dramatically. Right. And now when they went to reinvest, mm -hmm. they went from a 10% return to a 2% return, mm -hmm. right? right? So the Boons and the Colossons, you know, the ones that invested in the markets yeah. did much better, okay? Yeah. 
what happens, you know, after two years and maybe rates are back down again, right? What if the Fed causes a recession? Mm -hmm. I think we might be in a recession, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's confusing. There's a lot of yeah, data that makes, points either makes way. signals for sure. Yeah. So what if the Fed has to cut next year mm -hmm. and rates are way back down when you go to reinvest that 2%? So now you got a three percent mortgage and maybe you know a two percent treasury. I don't, I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. You have that interest rate risk of re, it's called reinvestment, reinvestment risk. risk. Yeah. So that's too, that's something too. Well, and, and one final thought from my point anyway is you know we can talk about the math all day long, but what the math always leaves out is risk just in general, right? If you decide to keep a mortgage in place because you think you can make more in, in in bonds or whatever, well, what happens if you become disabled, you can't work, you lose employment, right? Income decreases, something like that, right? The mortgage doesn't stop, right? You still have the mortgage, you're still committed to a payment. Yeah. And you know, if you're forced to retire earlier than you want or, or whatever the case, um, there's, a, there's a real freedom in not having the obligation to pay that mortgage back. You know, you eliminate a lot of risk by getting rid of that, uh, that debt. I agree. I have one more point that I wanna make. So, I'm 43, all right? We just moved last year, or this year, but it was a construction loan, so the, the rate was locked last year before rates surged. Mm -hmm. So I have a 15 year, and it's at 2.6, I'm really happy, mm -hmm. right? So I was, a year ago I was thinking, okay, well, you know, if we make an extra payment, you know, maybe we can make it a 10 year kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. And now, right, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not speaking out of both ends of my mouth or whatever they say. Right. But now I'm so happy with my 2.6, mm -hmm. I'm happy to not make any payments. But remember, this is not, re I'll be 58, right? Right. Um, so I won't be retiring with a brand new 30 year mortgage. Yeah, which it's still within my, my own plan. Right. Right. So I'm happy to not make extra payments. Um, but I certainly won't be like, you know, going to the bank when I'm 58 to take, to do a cash out refi so I can invest yeah. in treasuries. Yeah. Right. So, right. so, so my mindset has changed with rates uh, going up, but not change like we need to have a mortgage in retirement change. Right. No, okay. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So Jim, where can people go if they want a second opinion? First place I would go is peakwm.com. WM. Yeah. As in watermelon. <laughs> uh, you can go there, you can find information about us as well as uh, book right online. And if you're watching on YouTube, what do we say? Hit the like button. Smash the bell and smash, smash the like. Get the notification. My son says you gotta get the notifications too so you know when the new videos come out. Yeah. He knows, he knows how to YouTube. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need uh we, need, we have like 80 subscribers now, right? We need 81. Yes, we do. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.